Hey you, how's it going? You are listening to the 27th episode of Fresh From The Scene. Today's show features a band that I feel everybody should experience in a live setting, and funnily enough, they have a tour coming up in June, so if you're up for it and can travel to St Albans, Stoke, Preston or Leeds, why not grab a ticket? There's links in the description to everything you need going forward, and if you enjoy the episode, please do give it a share, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take five minutes to give us a review. You have no idea how much it helps us out. Podcast intros are weird, and if you're sick of it all and think we should blitz it, get ready, because here we go with episode 27 of Fresh From The Scene. listening to Fresh From The Scene with your host, Ruby Price. Welcome to Fresh From The Scene. Today's guest is the one and only Mr. Bobby Bentham from the absolutely amazing to see live Strange Bones. Hello, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. We've already done this, but this is just podcast, uh, you know, etiquette. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> twice. Yeah, I'm very well. I can't complain. Um, hope you're keeping well. Yeah, absolutely. Lockdown's almost over, I think, hopefully. Hopefully, absolutely, hopefully. I mean, the fact is, you know, gigs are potentially and should be happening, you know, soon, you know, which is half of the reason as to why, um, you know, now's a good time to be speaking to you, which we'll get to. But uh, (laughs) for anyone who's listening at home that doesn't know who Strange Bones are, uh, in your own words, who are Strange Bones? Mm, that's an interesting question. We're a traveling circus from Blackpool, England. A traveling we circus. Weird music, which isn't weird at the same time. It's a paradox. I, I always find that hard to answer that question. Yeah. Because I blend in so many different genres. It's, I can't really put a pin in it. Yeah. I always like to open the podcast with that because it's just, it's almost a case of how self-aware of you know artists and stuff and i've got some very interesting answers and a traveling circus from blackpool is definitely going near the top of that list (laughs) that's the only way i can describe it because if you ask me what drama it is like i can only really say like alternative because there's bits of drum and bass bits of punk bits of breakbeat bits of rock like It'd just be like a combination of all these genres put together. Maybe I need to think of a word that summarises them all. But for now, Travelling Circus will do. Travelling Circus. Yeah, one of the um, press releases that I saw in the run-up to this was Punk Electronica. So maybe like Punktronica? That's all right. Punktronica. Like Jungle Punk or something like that. Ooh, Jungle Punk's a good one. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, punk electronic kind of sums it up, I guess. So yeah, as I alluded to, um, you are playing some live shows. You've got a tour happening twenty third to twenty seventh of June. How excited are you to you know get back into live music? And how excited are you to see you know the ruckus of uh, a Strange Bones crowd? No, oh, I can't. I cannot wait. Honestly, it feels like a part of me has died inside, and it, it's, it's about to come back to life when we step on that stage but it's been so long and it's weird with this lockdown it's, it feels like time passes quickly without you even realizing do, do you know what i mean yeah i'm so pretty sure yesterday was uh 
August. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's just it's gone by so quickly. We have got a lot, a lot of stuff done though, to be fair. So it's 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 been pretty good in terms of productivity. But yeah, I cannot wait to go out and play live again. It's kind of uh the backbone of this band really live shows but yeah i mean if, if we if we were doing the tours that we were meant to do before lockdown uh, it would have been 10 times harder to get the album done and everything like that just because it's, it's like blood sweat and tears gone into that and if i was trying to do that whilst on the road it would, it would have been a bit of a nightmare so but anyway i cannot wait to go out these shows are just gonna be mental yeah, I mean, you've got St. Albans, Stoke, Preston and Leeds. I'm going to be in the crowd for the Leeds one. And uh, just there's something about seeing Strange Bones in Leeds that's just a little bit, you know, hectic. You know, I saw you at Deaf Institute in Manchester and that's a great venue, but it it just it didn't compare to the times that I've seen you at a Porto. Um, where was the other one? There was another one in Leeds. I saw you support yeah, yeah. car at Stylus cool. and that was... Off the oh, yeah, so, yeah, we did book club as well. Um, Tide Park book club that that Porto gig was wild though. Yeah, it was like that, that mirror ball just like swinging back and forth. No, I loved that gig, it was sweaty, it's like a sauna in there. Yeah, one of the things that uh, me and my friend Chloe do whenever we're going is we just sort of look at all the people that are around and we're like, okay, is this one going to be a quiet one or a loud one? And if she says a quiet one it's going to go absolutely mental. And if she's <laughs> expecting a mental one, I mean, it's still going to be mental anyway, because, you know, there's just something about uh, Strange Bones fans that I've noticed that uh, brings quite the atmosphere to a gig. Yeah. Yeah, it's animals. Nice animals, though. Nice animals, absolutely. Obviously, you've got the first full-length live album on its way, England Screams, yeah. coming 20th of August. Finally. Yeah, you alluded to a blood, sweat and tears. I think you're credit it you're credited as the producer, writer and mix uh mixing and engineered. Yeah, yeah, mi- yeah, yeah, I did everything. Which yeah, it was it was blood, sweat and tears, but it worked out amazing. I've been kind of working on my production and mixing skills for like the past eight years or something. And I'm at a point now where I think I'm a kind of competitive level with all the other mixes, which is good because it means I can just do everything myself. And it saves a lot of money as well. It's expensive <laughs> making a record. Yeah. But we just put all our kind of advanced money into just studio gear. So we can just record everything, like for Cab Louise as well. Yeah. Record everything, mix everything, and kind of, although it's it can be a bit like, mentally draining sometimes because if you're working on your own music you can uh you, you kind of need to step back a lot of the time because otherwise you just get sucked into this it's like, like that with anything in life though isn't it if it's your own art or your own project you can get kind of your mind can get a bit diluted with stuff and you won't you won't see things the way they are but if you know, I kind of I feel like I learned how to step back a bit and see things for what they actually are yeah being able to step back and take a critical like view of things like oh is this working or am I just including it because I wrote it and I recorded it and I really want it to be in yeah that's it because a lot of times you can you can trick your mind into thinking you've something you've done is 
terrible as well. Do you know what I mean? But it is actually pretty fucking good. And if you've got people around you to just be like, slap you in the face and say, snap out of it, like, you're being stupid. But yeah, that's that's a learning thing, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. One step at a time. One step at a time. So tell me about, you know, recording the new record, England Screen. Well, I say new, the, you know, first ever uh, full-length record for Strange Bones. You know, tell me about that. Oh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. Like, it was late nights, like, very late nights. But the, that's a good thing about kind of having the ability to do it yourself is you can experiment, you've got time to do that. It's one thing that always stressed me out about going into like commercial studios because I feel like I never performed properly because I knew I was on the clock. And, like, and just in my mind, I could hear that clock ticking away. Yeah. Like, with all the money going for every hour. It's okay, it's another 35 quid. And then you're like, shit, I've got to get this right. And then that makes you not get it right. But yeah, the recording's really fun. Just kind of just like whatever, like, let's do this, let's do that. And then oh, let's try this, let's do that again. You can span it out a bit as well. Like you don't have to get everything done in one session, which is, which is nice. And I, I kind of work backwards as well. I start all the songs like completely electronic, and then start adding the real instruments, which is fun. Uh, I was going to say, like, is that something that you've always done, or is that something that you've started to just do more recently? Because obviously, you know, the earlier Strange Bones discography is very much more guitar, like just based. Whereas you know, you started implementing a lot more electronic features later on whilst but yeah. also like live yeah i mean i didn't start doing it like that but songs like soa and god save the team just wrote all them on guitars and, and whatnot but at the same time as like writing and doing them them first singles i was i was djing like jungle and raves and shit as well so i i was always interested in these two types of music um but then I think I started getting a bit bored with just just having guitars and drums and vocals. So I started trying to incorporate the electronic stuff, which I, I did play around with when I was in college, but it never really worked out because I think my production levels were just not up to scratch. But then as I just carried on doing it and doing drum and bass in the background as well, I was like, right, this, this needs to come together. But I think this is another reason why I've, we've never released an album. I've always had this idea of a sound that I want in my head and we've finally got it now. So it's album time. Album time with Strange Bones. Yeah, and I've noticed <laughs> on the track list that I saw, there was uh, obviously England Screams, the title track, uh, but also Menace featuring Bobby Villain and Snake yeah. Pit. Is that the Snake Pit that's already out or is it? Is there uh, yeah, a... Yeah. Just giving it a facelift. It's a completely different mix. I imagine Strange Bones fans are going to be really happy to see that because that's always one that goes off live. But you tend to open sets with strength with Snake Pit, don't you? Yeah, we have done a lot in the past. It's a good opener. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I feel like it just had to go on the album because it's probably one of my favourite songs I've ever wrote. So I was just like, it's going on, no matter what. And then also you brought forward uh, Napalm Uber Alice from Blitz Part 2. Yeah. That's another one. It has to go on. Yeah. It has to be on there. There's only three, three old tracks on there. Yeah. Were there any That's others that you considered at least? Or were they just ones that you were like, okay, cool. These three are absolutely going on. Yeah, there, there was others, but then the album would just keep getting longer and longer. 
I know there's already 13 tracks. It's quite, yeah. quite a long album already, isn't it? I wanted to put Wolves on and, and a couple of others, but you can always do a deluxe or something like that. <laughs> Get yeah. all the old ones on there. It certainly makes it easier to print to vinyl if you've got less tracks. It's why uh, music tended to be a bit shorter when we only had seven inches. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Obviously, implementing the electronic sound and stuff, did that... Obviously, you've had covers of Prodigy songs and stuff. Is that very much like a Prodigy like influence then the implementing the electronic and also like metal and punk and rock and stuff at the same time? Yeah, kind of in a way. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the Prodigy. I think you can definitely hear some Prodigy influence in songs, even like even Snake Pit, really. I think and uh, Underdogs and but yeah, I've I've always been a massive fan of electronic music always and i've always been fascinated by the way you can manipulate sounds like a lot differently you can do that with rock music but then i've also always had in the back of my head this idea of this cool as fuck sound uh, it took me ages to like be able to do it properly and figure out what it was that i was trying to trying to get at. but i feel like with with this album it's, it's kind of that. It's got all these different influences kind of mashed into one. And the songs themselves are kind of, you could say they're like different styles, but they've all got this underlining kind of sonic characteristic within themselves, which ties them all together and makes them strange bones. I get what you mean. Uh, like just having the, the kind of like sonic continuity like that goes across an album of just having, you know, set tones and stuff or even just a set yeah. patch of like you know eqs or um you know even just how you make your synth sounds and stuff but you know i always find yeah. that a good record tends to come from having that sound competent competency and yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that like an album has to sound the same but you know if an album yeah. feels the same that tends to come across when yeah that's it that's it because you, when you hear the album you realize what i'm saying it's it's they're all they're all crazy different to each other the songs but i think it's more of a feeling like you said like the feeling that you get from listening to the songs even though they're different styles um they all gel together yeah i think that a lot of that comes down to the per the production as well having that consistency but yeah i'm I'm so excited about this album though it's it's crazy i love it yeah as soon as it was announced i was like yeah absolutely i'm on board with this i'm happy about this and you know just the fact that it's coming this year as well it's gonna be it's yeah, gonna be good crazy. for uh my apple music library at least <laughs> <laughs> yeah good yeah so when you were writing these songs did you have like how they're going to be done live in mind or is that just an afterthought when it comes to your writing process no nah, nah, i don't i don't give that any thought whatsoever i just i write it and then just figure that shit out later a lot we've got a lot of sample pads now so we can split like synth sounds up into 16 pads and we've got a few of them so we can trigger loaded a little bit and got some synths involved and uh we've got a new drum drum setup this is kind of hybrid half electric half acoustic but yeah that's kind of the fun of writing like that and figuring it out later it's like how the fuck are we going to do this yeah and, works out in the end it, it could also like obviously be a bit of a hampering like thinking oh 
we've written a new song, but like, you know, we need to play it live. Let's record it so, oh, yeah. you know, we can play it live. But then yeah, obviously so. you're going to miss so much of the song. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Uh, I think I've done that in the past, to be honest. Like when I first started Strange Burns, I was kind of had that mentality. But like you said, you, you're restricting yourself so much. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you don't want to be doing that because you could turn down an amazing idea just because, oh, how am I going to do that live? Fuck it, figure it out. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if no one ever hears this song live. Just, you know, let me at least make the song that I'm thinking of. Yeah, no restrictions. No restrictions. That's what you're going to get if you uh, tend to work with Bobby Bentham. Because obviously you've uh, produced for other um, bands as well, like Calvert Louise. Do you tend to find that there are similar, you know, processes going into like recording with other bands you know because obviously you can record for yourself and have you know as much freedom as you want but when it comes to recording for other people you know obviously they've come to you because they want how you tend to do things but also you're making someone else's product product's not the word i like using but yeah well it's, it's different with carver because like we we live together and we're kind of just one big team we do everything together and when when i'm di- when i'm mixing a Carver Louise song. I know that Jess is like a genius, and she's got like all these insane ideas, and it sounds so good. I'm just I can put my production kind of tint on it, and it just runs completely smoothly. I love working on the Carver Louise stuff. The songs are just all next level. Uh, one thing I was going to mention is obviously Strange Bones has never been afraid to be outspoken on something, you know. I mean, even looking at songs like, you know, Big Sister and even the new song, England Screams, you know, they're they're very, you know, talking about something that's going on. You know, how important is it for artists and particularly in this scene as well to, you know, not be afraid to speak up? Uh, I don't think there should be any, any pressure on any, anyone to do anything. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Sure. Even like talking about things that are going on in the world and your music is, it, it, it can be taken any which way. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think any, anyone should feel pressured to do anything. I don't know. I think it's uh, it's important to think about the things that are going on around you. But at the end of the day, what's coming out of your music is a, is a reflection of yourself, isn't it? And I feel like even with politics, you can you can find aspects of politics in songs, even when someone's singing about themselves, because it's it's a societal thing it affects everything in one way or another and that can spill out in any which way if that makes sense it was certainly an angle that i hadn't quite considered when thinking about it you know going into this but yeah no one should feel pressured to like be be political or anything along those lines these politics and these issues like, like i said they all spill out into society in so many different ways and affect people in so many different ways. Just go with it. Do do what feels right. So obviously, Strange Bones being from Blackpool, you know, how is the music scene up there? I don't... Usually when people tend to think of music scenes, you know, they think Leeds, Manchester, even in some cases like, you know, Birmingham, etc. No one tends to think of Blackpool. You know, how do you end up, you know, being in a band that ends up touring coming from Blackpool. <laughs> well, Blackpool's music scene is, is is on the rise. 
it isn't uh, i think a lot of that is down to bootleg social they've done some great things for the town in terms of music the amount of shows they get on there i think they've got like 90 shows booked up and that venue i think personally is putting blackpool back on the, the touring map because promoters i feel like before they were getting offers for blackpool and they were like yeah now nah, we can skip that but now <laughs> because of the reputation that bootleg's been building promoters like oh fuck yeah all right let's go blackpool let's go bootleg social and uh yeah it's a great place like we well before all this um lockdown everything happened we used to do a, a night down at bootleg social and it was just wild it was just fucking crazy but yeah bands come out that we know from like around around the uk come to blackpool and just walking around like what the fuck is this place it's just like a crazy decrepit disneyland which is cool it's fun. everyone obviously thinks of you know pleasure beach and big one and rock well the different uh type of rock but blackpool having an emerging music scene i've heard that grime is very big in blackpool yeah it was uh, the blackpool grime media that went like famous on social media and everything on youtube obviously there's a bit of a family aspect to strange bones uh family-based bands tend to have quite you know a very public idea you know if you think of family bands people tend to think of bands like you know oasis or something along those lines and there's always some some form of fallout going on there how do you tend to keep things you know fresh and going on and in some cases even just you know productive uh well me and my two brothers we've been playing music together since we were like little kids like 10 years old probably younger and uh no we don't really fight anymore weirdly we used to we used to fight all the time but I don't know, it's just we've been doing it together so long now. It's just it's it's, it's rare we have a fallout. But another good thing is because we're brothers, if we do have a fallout, it can be resolved very quickly. There's no like grudges held or anything like that. But yeah, I, it's good. We're all close together as well, so it's easy to to do things. Do you find that that and then brings like a a, a higher level of trust? Like you know that um, if you ask one of them to do something that you know, they're, they're going to be able to do it. And if they can't, they will feel free to let you know. Yeah, defo. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of, you, it's a weird relationship you have with your brothers, which, um, yeah, it can, it can be very honest, like you said. Yeah, definitely. One of the things we've mentioned a couple of times, you know, obviously Strange Bones, you know, an amazing live band, you know, one of the best memories I've got is... Uh, night people manchester just handing out balaclavas oh, yeah. and just um <laughs> my friend who was watching the stream of that gig at home just said it was just a sea of black but like you know how do you end up coming up with ideas like that i don't know to be honest i'm I've just i'm just always coming up with these mental ideas and writing down on my notes and seeing them like a week later like what the fuck why did i write that and then sometimes they 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 come true and we end up ordering like a thousand balaclavas yeah that, we did it on a few of the dates that we did it in london as well i think it was just them two but yeah that was fun yeah it was wild with looking out and seeing a whole crowd wearing balaclavas. <laughs> everyone knows now how fucking hot it gets in there when you're at a gig yeah i mean that was in the middle of a heat wave already you know in the yeah. summer in britain of 2018 asking someone to wear a balaclava halfway through a gig 
just I didn't need to ask if people were grabbing them off me I mean <laughs> there is that them. obviously <laughs> get a free balaclava don't yeah. know myself. I mean you've been known to perform in a gas mask and I imagine that's not you know cold at all no that that gets seriously sweaty and then the, the goggles steam up and you can't see what the fuck you're doing and you just have to rely on the the, the people you're on top of not to drop you on your head but that's yeah. where Aaron comes in our, our stage guy and saved my life so many times Just for the people listening like how important is having a good stage guy when you you know performing live like that oh, I don't I don't I don't do gigs without it because some, something always goes wrong in like every song like the mic cable will come out someone will stand on the pedal board like I'll get thrown back to the stage super quick. and Or even if people are crowd surfing, he's there and helping them, making sure they don't hurt themselves. But yeah, it can get... I say without him that it, there could be a lot of injuries, bad things and shit breaking, not being fixed quickly. So yeah, it's very important. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good guy as well. Yeah. And obviously in a live setting as well, you've supported bands like, you know, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, the Blinders. What kind of lessons do you tend to take home from, you know, being on tour with bands like that? Um, Whilst we're out with Frank, I suppose the lessons we took back from it was because we had we had a crew at the time, but like their crew just made our crew look like so amateur do you know what I mean just the way things how smoothly things are run and everything how you just gotta be like on the ball all the time and yeah we, we took that from that tour massively so now we're just like clockwork the whole, the whole team's just knows exactly what they're doing and is the best they can be yeah that's definitely what we took from that and Frank's just a madman as well it was great the whole stage set up and the way of, the way everything's done live is just so cool. I think we learned a lot from that tour. The lead day on that tour was the first time I saw Frank, and at that point I hadn't heard all of the songs, uh, just because I'd only just gotten into them. But that was an eye-opening experience for what music can be like live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I was a massive fan of Frank's first band, Gallows, when I was growing up. And it was pretty wild to be to be going out touring with him. Is there anyone like who is absolutely like on the top of your wish list to be touring with? The Prodigy, <laughs> definitely the Prodigy. Going back to the album, then, what was the kind of like core idea behind uh, the album, other than just we want this perfect Strange Bone sound? Like, you know, is there anything that sort of links songs together lyrically wise or theming? Yeah, I mean. I feel like when when I started writing the album, I had a lot of different ideas and things that I was going through in my own head that I wanted to write about. And it all kind of boiled down to the relationship between uh, order and chaos. And I started realising every good idea or every song was all, all coming out the back end of absolute chaos in my life in my own head and I was trying to understand that and how it kind of relates to every aspect of your life which kind of started bringing the album songs together which I'm happy about I can always remember why I wrote each song and yeah it feels good 
I imagine several years on, you're going to look back on this album and think, yeah, still a banger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's clear. I mean, it sounds like it's from the future. So hopefully it'll still be still be popping in the future. I mean, I think that's all an artist can hope for, really, that, you know, an album will still be popping in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I've always said to myself, this is why I was just so hyped to get an album done, because if I can leave one thing behind on this earth, I'd want it to be an album that I'm super proud of. And now I've got one, so... Let's do another. <laughs> yeah. Obviously as well, like with an album, you've got so much more like musical space to, you know, th- just throw ideas at the wall. Because obviously yeah. when you're just making like a three or four track EP, obviously you've only got those three or four tracks to be like, okay, cool. This is us. And, you know, we're going to sound like this. But across an yeah. album, you can have so much more variety and like you can have the fast songs, you can have the slow songs. You can even have just a song that, you know, obviously no one ever really writes music to just sell music, but, you know, you can have the song that's kind of like there to be, here's my expression of myself. It might not do well, but, you know, I'm putting it out anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. There's definitely one of them songs on there. It's my favourite song I've ever made, but yeah, it's pretty batshit crazy. So it's probably going to be one of them. It's going to be one of them ones where people are like their least favourite or it's their favourite. Are there any um, songs that you tend to find, not of Strange Bones, but like of other bands, uh, you know, where it's your favourite, but so many other people just don't get it? I can't think off the top of my head, but I do know that that's definitely happened to me before. Yeah, I, Whenever I get asked about uh, songs or albums or bands, my, my brain just goes blank. And I can never think of anything. I think that's that's the good thing about music and art, though, isn't it? Yeah. You can relate to something um, very strongly, and then to someone else, like one of your friends, like it doesn't even touch them. I think that's one of the powerful things about music. I at least appreciate that the music that I'm listening to is music that feels important to me. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, all of their music, for the same reason, has like that importance to them. You know, I, ne- yeah. I never trust anyone that says they're not into music because, you know, even if they listen to just uh, SoundCloud remixes or even something else, you know, they're still they still listen to that and they choose to listen to that because that's what they enjoy listening to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think anyone could ever say they're not into music. That's like saying I'm not into breathing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now that's a quote. <laughs> it is though, like, come on. It's said they're not into music, then they're not into films either. Because can you imagine watching a film with no soundtrack? That would be weird. Have you ever watched any of those YouTube videos where, like, someone has removed like the score from a film, or like either replace it with something completely different, or like just there's nothing there? I don't think I have. It completely changes like the tone of a scene. But I'll tell you what I did see a couple of days ago. Someone is flipping taken the first harry potter replaced all the ones with guns <laughs> so we're just shooting each other <laughs> it's hilarious i mean some know. some of those those later films did kind of become like the ones just act as guns anyway but i do like harry potter i'm not afraid to say it either yeah i like harry potter i just don't like the person behind it anymore 
Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it J.K. Rowling? J.K. Rowling. She's yeah. quite outspoken on some minorities, and I'm not yeah. here for it. Yeah, I know too, right? Uh, so one of the things I like to do at the minute is, like, round off with a bit of a quick fire round just two options two choices uh, and you just say the answer that comes to your head for the cool quickest let's, do it. let's do it so intimate gigs or you know larger ones intimate larger intimate larger yeah does that make sense <laughs> that makes sense i get what you mean obviously this one's a bit of an relevant with the electronic stuff but midi or real instruments midi MIDI. Ooh, MIDI. That's the first time I've had MIDI as an answer. MIDI is God. Yeah. Well, that's my go-to. I mean, I do, like, I do love real instruments as well, just to clarify. Okay. Yeah. Pro Tools or Logic? Logic. Fuck Pro Tools. Pro Tools is hard, man. Like, Pro Tools of... is, yeah, it's just so bland. It makes Everyone's... no sense. <laughs> I don't like it. Logic's like a spaceship. Bedroom or studio, studio? Studio, studio. Studio, studio. Reading or Leeds? Leeds. Leeds, absolutely. And song on repeat at the minute. Paris, Texas, heavy metal. Ooh. I'll have to listen to that. I've not heard it before. Very good. Sell it to me. Oh, it's, yeah, it's this rap duo and they're just, they're just kind of about out there and they're doing these beats with like electric guitars and it's got a cool like old school punk vibe to it. It's yeah. like rap punk metal rock craziness i'm it's definitely cool. listening to that like in uh 10 minutes <laughs> video is cool as well get on youtube get it on youtube i will do for sure so uh you know are there still pre-orders available for the album no it's all sold out the vinyl sold out yeah um, so that 24 hours that's cool that that's something that you'll be able to say as well yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna get some more up soon though. Yeah, that was pretty wild. They were just going. I got a couple for myself. <laughs> I got one for my dad as well because they were like they're like the special edition kind of splatter ones. Yeah, I don't think we'll do any more of them in that same way. So I want to make sure I got one for my collection. Well, people can at least pre-save it and pre-order it on iTunes or you know pre-add it on Spotify or whichever way around it is, but. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely something that people should do because uh, they're going to, base just based off this conversation alone, they're going to be blown away by this album. Tour tickets as well if you want to see Strange Bones in St. Albans, Stoke, Preston or Leeds, if there's any left. Oh, yeah, there's, there's tour tickets left. Yeah, I think people are a bit kind of, some people are a bit on the fence about whether it's going to go ahead or not. Yeah. So. I'd rather buy it and it not happen than uh, not buy it and it happen and miss out. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to happen. And uh, if people want to find you or Strange Bones online anywhere, where do they go? Uh, Instagram, it's just Strange Bones. And well, it's the same on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> nice and yeah. simple. Only Instagram now. I don't really like Twitter. It just feels like everyone's just kind of Fickling with each other all the time. And yeah. it's just some stupidity on there. Do you know what I mean? Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Bobby. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries. You're listening to Fresh from the Scene. 
with Ruby Price. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed that, please do give it a share on social media and be sure to follow Bobby, Strangebones and myself on social media. As I said, there's links in the description. It would be great if you can make it to a show or at the very least pre-order and pre-save their first ever full-length record, England Screams. It sounds like music from the future and certainly the future is in need of music. So what could possibly go wrong? Like I said, thank you and goodbye.